0: You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast.
1: Yes. It's been a long time since I've heard that lovely lady in this yeah. too.
2: And as soon as she's, this stops, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So, it's episode 131 of Real Crime. Yeah. We've been gone since November 14th.
3: It feels like it's been a decade wow. since we've last seen you guys. It's
2: craziness. Like, I just would I mean... Where does time go?
1: Into the void. Forward.
2: Yeah, it's just kind of insane, actually.
1: In a well, black so, hole. yeah. So much
3: stuff happened. Yeah. And yeah. yet it didn't. Right. It's weird.
1: Just the stars were not aligning correctly for us to. Yeah. Live. Yeah,
3: and it's
2: okay. Chakras now. were
3: off.
1: Um, but we're here now.
2: We're here now. We're back. I'm, and that's all that matters. It, it
1: feels good to be back, too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's nice. And nobody's going to watch us tonight because they're going to be like, Thursday three Thursday months night. yeah you. yeah so anyways when the music was playing we talked for a minute i'm actually having um a new uh new theme made Ooh. for Ooh. us cool and yeah. uh it's gonna have a new voiceover our friend steve green that was here um Like last year with us, he's actually doing a new theme song for us. Very cool. That's exciting. That's cool. Something different. You know, it's good to change it up, keeps people interested, all that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we've been gone since November.
3: And nothing really big happened. Like, no big movies. We missed nothing.
2: Nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing at all. Nothing. The Oscars didn't happen. Nope.
3: <laughs> we're still in a we're in a November time loop. Yes. This is November 22nd, right? It's like <laughs>
2: fucking Donnie Darko up in here right Donnie now. Donnie Darko.
3: <laughs> it's just still like it's it's Groundhog Day, but it's yes. just like the middle of November. So, <laughs> what a what a shitty time loop to be stuck in. <laughs> November. You're not it's not hot, it's not cold. It's just it's like, shitty. Yeah. The
2: only thing I got to look forward to is thanksgiving yeah but, it, but you never yeah. get thanksgiving yeah it yeah. just <laughs>
3: keeps looping
2: november the, 14th november
3: 14th <laughs> so you just keep talking about your favorite movies over <laughs> and, and over, and over, and, over and over again
2: so gotta mention our sponsors uh flint institute of arts they did re-up with us for a year so awesome. we are good to go with them until like next january i think now cool and then projectorscreen.com we're good to go with them for another year too so yeah uh, make sure you check both of them out they're both Great places to visit and sites to buy stuff from. Yeah, so cool. did talk to the guy, Brian, the uh, owner of ProjectorScreen.com. He is going to get us some giveaways for this year. So Nice. that will be interesting as well.
3: That
2: will be fun. And uh, news this week. News. This uh, week's popping. Yeah, this week, today. Today. has been kind of crazy. The
3: last, like, two hours. Okay, yeah. so I, I have to frame this. I was out with friends. You know, we were hanging out. And then my phone blows up, and it's like, Batman. And then another thing pops up, and it's the James Bond theme. And it's just all this other stuff happening at the same time. Yeah. And it's crazy.
2: And that's the way we want it, though.
3: Yeah, it's nice to... Well, it gives us something to talk about and write about, because it was kind of dry for the last couple... A few days. Yeah.
2: When I was in Iowa, though... I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah. But I was like publishing like news stories like yeah. every like half hour, forty five minutes and some of them did like tons of traffic. Yeah. And literally like I'm sitting there with the one thing happening for work and then on the other hand I'm like typing news up. <laughs> I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm working. Mm-hmm. So and I'm posting. So um so there's rumor. Yeah, I talked to the guy about the thing. The thing. The
3: thing. The thing? <laughs> what thing?
2: I don't know. My buddy Tom just said, did I talk to the guy about the thing?
3: Why does it sound like a mob thing?
2: Because it is. Yeah. Yeah. It Uh, is what it is. So apparently there's rumors flying around that they're going to be doing a Spider-Woman live action film. Oh. I don't know how much I really rely on this, but hey. Yeah. It could happen. Maybe. And then. uh, Somebody needs money, you know. Other news story we published the other day was uh, Sylvester Stallone is working in partnership with Michael Bay, who's going to be a producer on a new science fiction action film called Little America, huh. which basically sounds like it's Big Trouble in Little China mixed in with a bunch of different stuff. Oh, that sounds so, cool. Yeah. Stallone's always good in action movies. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible movie.
3: I disagree. I I was okay with it. Yeah. Okay, he, but here's here's my framing. All of the DC movies to me, with the exception of maybe Shazam, I've been mixed. Is mixed is the most positive I've been about them, and then I outright hated a couple of them. This was fine. This was watchable. I didn't want to like grab a knife and jab my eyes out. So that's like a high. That's like a high watermark <laughs> for DC. Jared Leto wasn't in it. That was great. I didn't have to see his Ace Ventura Joker. It all worked out. It was great. How pissed do you think he is about Joaquin getting the Oscar?
2: Oh, probably pissed. Oh yeah. Probably pissed. He, yeah.
1: He's gonna make Morbius his spite project. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that that looks horrible. Um.
3: That was, the sure, worst, that was That looked like the best trailer of 2003. <laughs>
0: I just the problem I, I had
2: with Birds of Prey was it was like the hour and six minute mark. I got up to take a leak and I'm like, there's no plot yet. Like it's yeah. all just been like the It's exact very flashing. Well Suicide
3: yeah. Squad was like that where it's very much montages and then you kinda go, Where's the plot? Right. What's happening? Yeah. And there
2: really wasn't much of a plot until like the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, and then they just kill every villain and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. okay. That's fun. Typical formula I wish it
3: was more of the birds of prey. I liked uh, yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead a lot.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah she I was love great. her. Huntress was She's cool. She's great.
3: She deserved, des- deserves her own movie.
2: I think everybody in the movie did a phenomenal job with what they were yeah. given, it just feels which kinda, wasn't much.
3: It feels kind of mm. rushed.
2: I yeah. don't know. It just felt like Suicide Squad 2 to me in a lot of ways. Yeah. But. All right. Rolling on from that. We got uh, some Batman test footage of Robert Pattinson in uh yeah. Batman cowl. Yeah, we did. And yes, it looks good. It's very, yeah, very much. Did you see that or no? No, it oh, looks really ooh. good. Yeah, it looks good. Very good. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's sound it's sound way too excited for test yeah. footage. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm <laughs> <daddy."> <laughs> it's test footage. <laughs> Testy footage Testy footage Yup
2: But yeah So we got the Batman test footage today And then uh,
3: You had to not say testy You were trying really hard Yeah Batman testy footage Right (laughs) Bat testies footage Bat testies testies. (laughs) (laughs) They're looking for lumps (laughs) (laughs) Bat proctologist There's
2: something wrong with this bat
3: Man what's going on here (laughs) I don't know I I don't know I think that should be part of the movie Yeah (laughs) Just a long scene
2: (laughs) A Batman getting a physical? Yeah, you know, health
1: screening is important. Health screening is important. Representation matters. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Batman (laughs) is a a real guy. He's not. He's not a mutant. He doesn't have superpowers. Mm.
3: Testicular health is. Yeah, testicular fortitude is important. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's definitely been three months. And I'm not sponsored (laughs) by Big Testicle, so you know
2: it's legit. Big Testicle.
3: (laughs) They have not. uh, They don't own me.
2: You don't own me, big testy, <laughs> big
3: testy. <laughs> oh God! It's a good
2: thing you're not running for president. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then, obviously, as we mentioned, the new Bond theme by Billie Eilish dropped today.
3: It was pretty good. I, I I guess I'm of the opinion that she's fine.
2: I just like how slow and depressing it was.
3: Well, I mean, that's her music.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's but-
3: that's her style.
2: It just kind of was like a funeral procession. Yeah. Like, it's I think th- they're going to kill him.
3: It's better than Sam Smith's song. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anything's better than
3: that. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not a high bar to clear. <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> okay. So, in new releases this week, we've got Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, which I believe Michelle's going to review, <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, the one you're doing oh the photograph yeah the photograph it was pretty good yeah did you enjoy it actually or was that a Liam it was good
3: it wasn't a Liam (laughs) you know I guess maybe (laughs) it was all right yeah it was entertaining uh Lakeith Stanfield is the main guy in it and Issa Rae I both liked them it was nice yeah it was a nice little romantic drama yeah Valentine's Day you know you go see a movie get some laughs get your heart broken a little bit (laughs) and they you know Love comes through at that. <laughs> that's cinema, baby. Uh, that's
2: cinema. <laughs> Pure cinema. Oh, man. There's
3: three months have been a long. Yeah. I, you've been
2: holding it all in. It's somehow. just riff, 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 riff. Yes, riff. Yeah, it's all right. I'm you know when it, Beavis okay.
3: and Butthead, the no laughing episode, yeah. when it's just like their face is like they can't laugh, <laughs> and it's like red, it's like blue, like they're about to die. It's like that. That's how I felt without this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's good to be back.
1: Nice release. It's, it's
3: therapeutic. It is. Yeah, I think so.
2: Um, all right. So the at and the photograph, and then we're good. Suggested viewings. Um, I'm gonna suggest the new Netflix movie with Allison Bree. Horse Girl? Yeah. Oh, it was good.
3: <laughs> it, it was, was. yeah. It I was really liked
2: it. A total trip. It reminded a lot of people said that I was off, but actually this movie did remind me a lot of Donnie Darko.
3: Yeah, I I I see the Donnie Darko stuff. I also like that it's apparently semi autobiographical. From what I heard, it's based off of Alison Brie's grandma. I think in the so. interview she was talking about it, and yeah, it's an interesting movie. It's kind of starts off as like a mumblecore kind of indie movie, mm-hmm. and then transitions into like Donnie Darko territory. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah like no Tony. no sorry sorry i'm uh
2: i'm getting <laughs> getting flamed yeah i'm getting flamed they <laughs> are messaging um, you how
3: dare you like how horse girl dare you. it's the yeah and if anyone was gonna be a horse girl in a movie allison brie is probably the perfect casting
2: yeah she's just very everyday yeah i mean she's beautiful very, very horse girl. but she does that very good wow. like i'm just the girl next door well, t-
3: it's a type of person
2: yeah. there's. You yeah.
3: know a horse girl.
2: Yeah. I've known several of them. Yeah. You yes. know what I'm talking
3: What's about? a horse girl? It's not... How do I explain it?
2: I think you explain it as, you know, like your typical, like, everyday girl who, like, like, she's in love with horses, in love oh, with very, okay. I, like, yeah, very, yeah. like, like I basic.
1: Say, I, I can't, I'm not going to say it out loud what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, oh, On air, we were, what I'm thinking oh, no. of.
2: We were all oh, thinking no.
3: That. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Well, I had to look up, I knew people who yeah, said horse to, girl <laughs> before, but I didn't, like, know the context of what yeah, it Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's, like, it's. Not it means, a, like, you know, your
2: typical everyday, like, like upper Brown class. hair, brown eyed, you know. Okay. Okay. Middle upper class girl. She has a pet horse, you know, like very.
3: There's no bestiality involved.
2: Yeah. But we did. <laughs> <yeah>. uh, <laughs> there were numerous co- posts There's about something that. Something else I was
1: thinking of. Yeah. This, that you yeah.
3: posted about bestiality?
1: Yes. <laughs> no. A couple of
2: people no. were like, oh, yeah, I used to see that on Consumption Junction. Blah, blah, blah. Like, your oh, function? Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So, uh yeah. But no, it's not that type of horse girl.
3: Yeah. Movie. No. That's a bummer. I think you would enjoy it too. That's a bummer. I was, yeah. you know it was <laughs> it was good, but I thought it was gonna be that kind of horse girl movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: disappointed. Oh. She's going to the hospital after this one. Okay. No, I uh, hope so. I hope so.
1: Well, I actually, now I want to clear my name because I was not thinking about that at oh, all. Okay. I was thinking about a, a song called The Human Pony Girl by Sam Hain. Oh. Which is so, something else yeah. entirely. Okay, so you were thinking but, of
2: like a centaur. Yeah. Like like a, like a mutant. Yeah. No,
1: not quite. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I'm not going to say anything else.
3: (laughs) No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine.
2: I'm sorry. My brain works in that way. No, dude. Because immediately if you go, that kind of horse girl, I'm like. "Mm -hmm." Dude, when you say.
3: when, No, I. uh,
1: It's just just my
3: brain's rotted.
2: Don't Google that. Yeah, don't. Please. Please don't.
3: Don't send me those links, please. Or do. (laughs) Or do. Or do. You don't know me.
2: I mean, <laughs> I don't owe you anything.
3: <laughs> Share ah. me those links. Oh,
2: man. All right. So, yeah, my suggested viewing this week is Horse Girl. Not that kind of horse. Where's girl. it streaming?
0: My suggestion is Netflix. Human Pony Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <Hub>? <laughs>
3: you got to go to X Video to find <laughs> your kind of horse girl.
2: All right, Mara. What's your suggested viewing this week?
1: Human Pony no, Girl. Um, <laughs> I forgot. Uh, oh, damn. Oh, Picard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Picard. Now, I, when I watched the first episode, I was like, oh, I don't, I, I, I was I was really back and forth because on one end, I was just thrilled to see Picard, mm-hmm. thrilled to see Data, just excited. But then I was like, what even happened? I felt like it wasn't the episode. It was just like the trailer for the episode. Yeah.
2: It was a lot um, of setup.
1: Yeah. Uh, second episode, kind of, it hooked me at the end. Mm-hmm. It hooked me at the end. Third episode- awesome i'm i'm here for it i love it i think they're going in like such an awesome direction with it i went back and i watched some of the next generation episodes that deal with um some of the borg stuff that's happening that's relates to what's going on now too so that's been fun it's if you're a fan of next generation watch it get through that first the first two episodes and if you're not a fan I think, and you like other tracks. I think you're gonna dig this one too.
2: Yeah. See, like I kind of got the same feeling as you. Like the first episode, I've not watched any more yet. Yeah. I'm gonna wait till this weekend, and I'm gonna binge it. Oh yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll
2: probably watch the first one again because I was kind of like in the hotel room, eating Mm -hmm. and Mm kind of like not fully watching. Right. So, yeah. I dug it.
1: And um, what's his name there? I was watching. They have that talk show, The Ready Room. With Will Wheaton. Oh, with Will Wee. And they had that guy, I can't think of his name, but they had one of the, uh, The there's like the two guys working on it, but they had one of them on there, and he had mentioned that the pilot is kind of the first three episodes. So I was like, that makes sense. That's yeah. why yeah, they, they were so slow. Okay.
2: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah. you got
3: to reestablish, you know. Yeah.
2: The... Where we're
3: at. Yeah. Next Gen had such a closed off ending. Yeah. That was so perfect that you kinda want to take your time and not fuck it up.
1: Well, my cynical view was that CBS did that so that you couldn't yeah, really I, make the decision yeah. during their week trial.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened with me in Discovery.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I didn't make it through the first episode on that. I got I wanna go back and like It's actually give it another shot. If
2: you get through the entire first season and you get into the second season the second season really starts to that's pick up that's what
1: i'm like that's what i'm hearing and i'm wondering if i should just like read like a synopsis of the first yeah. season and just go into the second yeah. season
0: you i like the
3: i like the second season way more yeah that's what the I keep first hearing. one was yeah.
2: yeah it was very samey it felt a lot like abrams truck that's to on me. that was my that which was i like the abrams movies they're but they're
3: they're fine but like not every star trek needs to be like that, that. exactly Yeah.
2: exactly all right, so what's yours this week? Mine this week. Laughing Boy? Laughing Boy. Oh, man, yeah. that's scary. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> I guess I'm going to recommend the movie that I haven't stopped thinking about for, oh, my God, Carpet Stains, um, <laughs> <laughs> is Uncut Gems. I I've oh, was bowled over by that movie. I've seen it three times now. I think the Safty brothers are the craziest filmmakers in the game right now. And I think Adam Sandler does something so, like, it will make you mad that he's not doing, like, these kind of movies instead of the dumb comedies he's doing. I agree. Yeah.
2: And you can still see some of what he did in the dumb comedies with that character. Yeah. Because he's so just out of control in uh, Uncut Gems. But, yeah.
3: It's very stressful. Uh, <laughs> it will make you very frustrated because this character is a, a gambling addict and he makes a lot of bad, bad. decisions, especially um, for me it's a very nostalgic thing because he's watching the 2012 championships, of basketball, so I knew those games. Right. So when I saw those bets he was making, it made me even more frustrated because you knew what I knew it was going to happen, and it's – yeah, it's a really really wonderful movie uh there's some interesting stuff going on in it it's also got a great score and uh yeah you should watch it it's still in theaters and it's gonna be on digital on the
2: 25th
1: would you recommend it to someone who who typically hates adam sandler yes yeah yeah i would yeah
2: yeah because i'm not a sandler fan at all yeah like Even like that speech he did when he was accepting that award that everybody loved, I was like, oh, you're grating on me right now. In this movie, he's definitely going to grate on you. Yeah. But he's going to grate on you for a reason because he is such a stupid and belligerent person that makes, I mean, he makes the wrong life choice if he's making breakfast. You know, everything he does is pure stupidity. It's
3: it's all for like the hustle. Yeah, like like for cast the casting, I guess. Oh yeah. yeah, he
2: did great um Judd Hirsch plays yeah. his uh, Step, uh, father-in-law. father-in-law in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh the cast in this movie is amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Julia Fox is the discovery. Yes. Oh my god. She's so good. <laughs>
2: she really really is. Yeah. And you know that's her first acting role?
3: I'm not. I'm that yeah. She went
2: from being in Penthouse to That yeah, and like super talented. It was great. She's phenomenal, and actually, I would say she's almost as good as Sandler. Yeah, she carries almost as much of that movie as he does. So
3: they got an interesting dynamic, kind of.
2: Yes. All right. So we're done with uncut gems now. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna talk about um, some of our favorite movies directed by female directors tonight. And, you know, we've kind of put this off a few times. Like, yeah. this was what we were going to do months ago before we kind of yeah. fell off the wagon. Um, but I think it's actually more important that we're talking about it now because of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, there were no female directors.
3: It's There's only been maybe five or six.
2: Yeah. Th- this year, though, there were no... Female none d- nominated or non-nominated no,
3: nominated one writer, one writer, or two writers,
2: and there were no Best Picture nominees by any female directors either.
3: Little Women was. Oh one. yeah, okay, yeah. so one, mm-hmm. one of them.
2: So I think it's important we talk about this, you know,
3: especially in a year of movies where some of the best ones that have come out this year
2: have been directed were directed by women. by women. Yeah,
3: yeah, is bullshit.
2: Yeah, it's kind of crazy how it's skewed like that. So. I mean, <sighs> well, I,
3: we, we know why.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: is because there's mostly old white dudes in the Academy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed, agreed. Green so. Book
3: would not have won if, <laughs> if it was mm-hmm. with women or people of color.
2: <laughs> right.
1: And you know what else, too? Kind of unrelated, but yeah. sad. Uh, next to it. We're in the middle of Women in Horror Month.
2: Oh yeah. So that yeah.
1: celebrates women horror good idea. Horror yeah. filmmakers. Good yes. call. Yeah.
2: Damn it, we could have adjusted.
1: You know what? Time anyway, adjusts so itself.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: We're still Well, that's a yeah. topic for the future, maybe. Yeah, definitely. One hundred percent.
2: So I'm gonna start out in I know she's directed several amazing movies, mm. but uh Catherine Bigelow She does, like, this really great thing with military films. And so two that I'll mention are The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. One film is very male-centric, and the other one is very female-centric because the central character in Zero Dark Thirty was a woman. But she has, like, this really firm grasp on how to do very, like, realistic military movies and those are two really important films too Yeah, because one kind of sheds some light on you know the nastiness of war and then the other one kind of looks at terrorism and the inner workings of what's going on and a lot of times it's men that make these movies but i mean she does a just phenomenal job when working on this you know we're in the middle east and Shit's getting fucked up, Mm. and she just has great control of that type of story. It's very
3: precise. What I'd say about Zero Dark Thirty, it's interesting because you mentioned that a lot of these movies, military movies, are made by men. Zero Dark Thirty is a movie about a woman like trying to hide off and cut off the feminine stuff, yeah, to like really be you know like in the war on terror. How much you sacrifice for that kind of movement, that kind of thought. It's a very interesting take on that sort of material that you don't really see. Uh, but I, I love that character, and I think about the last shot of that movie a lot.
2: That was Chastain, right? Yeah, that's just yeah. Chastain. I mean, she's just powerful Yeah, across the board. Like, I've never seen her in a bad role, mm. but Zero Dark Thirty, it's just so gritty And you know the things they're showing this movie are real things that happen because they were so concerned when that film got released. The government was, like, scared of what is this movie going to show and what are people going to learn about the way we treat terrorists and everything. And, like, Catherine Bigelow took a big risk putting all of that out there. So I think, you know, um, she's a risk taker as well. Yeah, well, I think
3: she's very, her movies have a very lived in kind of real feeling to them. Um, they're tense. They're kind of like grab you by the throat movies. I think about like the raid when they finally go in to find Osama bin Laden. And it's almost entirely shot from like night vision. Yeah. It's and all it's like still
2: greeny like, green.
3: And it's amazing. It's a great sequence of film.
2: Yeah. So she also did near dark. In the 80s.
3: And Point Break.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, great vampire film, too. Yeah. So she kind of runs the gamut. She doesn't really stick to one thing, but everything she does, it's very
3: And she's a history detailed. maker. She's the first uh, woman. To, I think she's the first woman director to win the Oscar.
2: Did she win for Zero Dark Thirty? No, she
3: Hurt won for Locker. Hurt Locker. And oh, she, that's she right. She beat
1: out her ex-husband, Beat too.
3: up Jimmy Cameron.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's such a douchebag that was great that was one of the best Oscar that's one of my favorite moments Yeah, you know I didn't Oscars. even see the
1: Hurt Locker, and I honestly don't have any interest in seeing it but I really liked that it was great <laughs> yeah
3: I, that must have been a fun award season you have to run into your <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or for in her case you have to run into James Cameron
2: what was he nominated for that year Avatar Avatar yeah that was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah,
1: yep.
2: uh, dude, just fuck my life. <laughs> Seriously,
3: like. Well, you have to remember this was like 12, eleven years ago. Yeah, that's forever. They weren't. They yeah, were but... These like big bloated CGI blockbusters that happen now. Like, if you released one of them to that, like in two thousand nine, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, this that is was
1: impressive. That was like a huge event, and that was yeah. No one gives a I shit remember. now. Yeah, that's a di- movies like that are a dime a dozen now. Yeah, like, and like
2: he's still making the sequels. He's making five of them. Yeah, what? I thought
1: that was just never gonna happen. No, that's still like, working on him.
2: That's like
3: he wow. did like a Bender of Coke. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we shot five Avatar movies. We're never gonna stop shooting Avatar movies. I was the that rest a Coke my Bender my the entire his time. <laughs> he's like scratching his throat. He's like, come on, Fox, give me more money. You want Avatar Land? I'm going to give you Avatar Universe. (laughs) (laughs) It's all Avatar. You're going to all be Jake Sully. We're going to go get Unumtadium. It's going to (laughs) happen. It's that level of manic.
2: All right, it's Mara's turn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm taking the soapbox away from you. Yeah,
3: that's fair. (laughs) Go for it.
1: Okay, I'm going to go with someone who I kind of want to dip into two movies on, too, and that's Penelope Spirits. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, now, the 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 my favorite one that she did is Wayne's World. That's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Ever since it's like a classic, I was like nine yeah. years old and I first saw it. <clears throat> um, and then the other one that I love is the Decline of Western Civilization. And I like Part Two because I like metal more. That's the metal years, so, right? Yeah. So Ooh. that's the one that like I. I, you know, I got into, but I don't even think I have saw part one and I don't think I've seen part three either, but I've heard good things about them both. They're
2: both, they're entertaining. <clears throat> yeah. I've seen all of them and honestly, part, part two is my favorite. Yeah. Because of the dude from Wasp in the pool. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's
1: unforgettable scenes. Ozzy. Yup. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, some of the things, Lemmy is in it and he's awesome in it. Just, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sadness in that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I mean, I think some people kind of had problems with it at the time because of. I think she they thought that she was kind of showing a uh, a dark side, too dark of a side. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, she she didn't really show that much nice about it. So I guess I can see that.
2: I don't but, think there was that much nice to say yeah, because, like, yeah. how we discussed on the Motley Crue yeah, thing. Yeah. Like it was just like debauchery. Exactly. I mean, in just dudes like running rampant, just taking advantage mm-hmm. and fucking and pillaging mm-hmm. and doing whatever they wanted or could.
1: And it's like you look at it and you want to laugh and some of it is kind of funny, but it does kind of get into the realm of like, oh boy. Yeah. But it's put together just really well. It's it's really good like fun to watch even though it is disturbing. And then oh, and then she did Suburbia too, which is kind of like the fictional punk right take right. kind of it was a roger corman movie so it was a little exploitative it's kind of like you know it's very sensationalized the stuff that happens in it but um fleas in it yeah <clears> that <throat> was
2: the one with like all the punk bands and kids getting stomped in the pit and yes, sh- yeah, yes yeah yes
1: and then I, and in wayne's world is kind of funny because that's kind of like the fictionalized part two but more light
2: in kind of like comedy yeah <laughs> Instead yeah. Of, yeah yeah because suburbia i remember like when we used to skate like hanging out with a bunch of skinheads and like that suburb you know that's their favorite movie yeah I'm like okay yeah it's brutal yeah it you know? was
1: like it is a brutal movie yeah oh yeah. and then she did dudes too which is un- oh, which is
2: john crier
1: yeah and that movie's like interesting tone because it is kind of brutal but at the same time it's like a buddy picture and it's it kind of leads into Wayne's World in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just it's a it's kind of like it's got that like really terribly eighties. It's vibe. kind of like an
2: eighties western like yeah. modern yeah post western kind of weird thing yeah. with John Crier. Yeah, it's fun
3: yeah. as a yeah. punk as yeah. a punk. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, I love. Yeah, that sounds tempting.
1: There's some oh, good awesome. real good. <laughs> there's some real good eighties punk fashions in it. Yes. Um, people say really weird things, like... Those I, I, are... That's always my favorite part like of 80s. bizarre <laughs> slang, where it's like, did people... No one ever said that before yeah. or after, you know? Yeah. That's um, a good, you know, like, Sunday afternoon movie, you know? I think it's on Hulu. Pop I on. would agree yeah. with you, though,
2: on Decline, too. I had, a like, a VHS copy of that that I, like, mm-hmm. taped off mm-hmm. HBO, and we used to, like, on Saturday nights, get drunk, In like and stoned and watch that like when I was a teenager because it was just like holy
1: fuck these people
2: are fucking crazy they are they
1: were and the the one that always really like sits with me is this like these this band and they weren't even a band they just. They just, like, That's had right. sex with ladies. Yeah. And they were, like, uh, and they were being, like, interviewed. And, like, over the course of them being interviewed, they kind of realized they were just prostitutes. They yeah. were really a band. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of funny but really sad. Like, you just, like, feel for them, you know? Like, they're like, I'm a rock star. And then they're like, I'm uh, a whore. Yeah. Like- <laughs>
2: I'm actually just kind of a loser. Yeah. 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 So That's I agree band. with you on all those. The Losers? Yeah, that'd be my band. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, what you got, Liam? All
3: right, so I'm going to go with one of my favorite movies. Um, I love Amy Heckerling, and I think Clueless is just one. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it's also because, uh, one, because it's a great movie, and two, her daughter follows me on Twitter, which is very, very weird. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> But I just think it's so funny. It's so smart. It's mm-hmm. like it's a teen comedy that like treats the teens like actual people. Mm-hmm. A lot of these movies sound like adults writing kids. This actually sounds like real human beings. Mm-hmm. And Paul Rudd. I mean, come on. He's adorable. He is. He's, he's adorable. Genuine. He's he's always adorable. On. I don't know. Not not in wet hot America. Summer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I haven't seen that in forever.
3: He's like he's a total dick in that movie. He is. He plays it real good. He's hilarious. Yeah,
1: Clueless was on my list too, though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I was I yeah I just I watched that again because I got the bundle with like Mean Girls on digital and I was like, might as well watch both of these. Had a good time. It's Mm -hmm. a nice Saturday movie. Um, I looked to see what Amy Heckerling has done recently. Not a lot. She did some vampire movie in like 2013.
2: Oh, I'm trying to remember. I know which one it is, and I can't remember right it's
3: now. It's got well, it's got the um. She's like the daughter of the woman who is in Howard the Duck. Yeah, I know do
2: you what know you're talking. What I'm about? Yeah, about? yeah, I know she's yeah, in the yeah, new yeah, Zombie yeah, yeah. Land.
3: Yeah, I know. what I you're can't talking remember about. her name, and I feel very bad because I do. You should. I like her in movies, but <laughs> she's in like she'll just pop up, and I right like, right. She looks like there's like a thousand of these little brunette like auburn white girls in these movies. <laughs> they all look the same. I can't remember things. But <laughs> Clueless is a really great movie.
2: It is. Yeah. And I consider that like, to kind of be like a modern classic. Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. The, yeah. I mean, the, the fashion in that is unforgettable. The the lingo like became things people said uh, in the soundtrack, too. That was another one of those, like, 90s soundtracks,
2: and it's so weird, like how Alicia Silverstone was like so big with yeah. that movie, and then yeah. like faded.
1: Yeah, she did. I mean, she was in uh, the Batman.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah,
1: well, I can't remember which one. Batman For, and Robin. Batman and yeah, Robin. Um, and then she was in the uh, the Crush. No, that was earlier. Yeah, that was, was before
2: earlier. Clueless. Yeah, she just kind of like sputtered out and i don't know why because i did think she was a really good actress
3: i thought she, she was in some like yorgo's Lanthimos movie she was in like the killing of a sacred deer
2: yeah she's way. done a couple things and i know she yeah. was like on tv for a couple things too but like she just like reached that pinnacle and then she just kind of
1: she did she like, yeah i don't know if she wanted to quit or just didn't, wasn't getting the jobs or what but yeah you're right
2: yeah. Or maybe she just wanted to be a mom or not yeah. be that famous. Being in the
3: industry probably sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, with also with Amy Heckerling, I think of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Which is, yeah.
2: That is like the ultimate 80s flick.
3: It is. It's interesting that she did both the ultimate 80s flick and, and the, the ultimate 90s? 90s flick. Yeah. That's I know. amazing. I know. That's, yeah. that's
1: that's skill right there. That she was able to come back and like do it for the next generation. Yeah. 'Cause I mean I saw Fast Times and I was like, meh, whatever. I don't yeah. I think it kinda is over my head at the time because it was it is of its time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, clueless, I I wasn't even like that type of kid in the nineties. I was, you know, grunge and into hard rock and everything and I did not really relate to that those types of people, but I, I still liked that like that movie. That movie still got the nineties. Yeah.
2: All right, so I guess that means it's me next, huh? you yeah so i'm actually going to go with another movie that is absolutely male centric and really makes men look like the total shit bags they are and it's directed by a woman american psycho yes
1: that's on my list too
2: yeah mary heron like i mean she gets it like Mm -hmm. i mean the way she gets into the psyche of these you know Kinda Wall yuppie. Street mm-hmm. yuppie dudes. Like you're watching that and I've never been a scumbag like that, but you know she gets it. You know like I've... she understands how to make good like male characters and yeah, they're all shit bags. I mean, because, like, Jared Leto's character is a shitbag in that movie. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. He's tolerable in it because he's only in it for, like, five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, it, 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 you know, and I'm finding that, like, with the ones
2: we've already picked out, like, these women, it's, all, like, they're almost better at directing and creating male characters mm-hmm. than men are because, like, they've been on the receiving end. of yeah. so much bad stuff from men that they're like, ha, ha,
1: ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It's just
3: you just put that bad shit in a movie. Well, the
1: men don't want to hold up the mirror to their own bad behavior most of the time. Not all. Well, not all Hashtag, not all men.
2: Yeah, but. but (laughs) 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 Not me. Not me. I'm a good boy.
1: (laughs) Present company excluded. Yeah. You you two are good boys. For the most part.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) <laughs>
1: eh. Eh. Eh, you know.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, gentleman six
2: my mom gives me a kiss on the cheek oh, good. says i'm
3: pretty cool <laughs> she wrote it in my underwear says i'm pretty cool
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah american psycho like you would almost think that's like a male horror director <laughs> <Yeah>. directing <laughs> that movie but it's not it's a woman like really taking hold of what she's given mm-hmm. and just like full throttle running that thing into the yeah. wall because that is that's most of these movies we're mentioning these are like really really good movies mm-hmm. too yeah across the board just
3: craft well crafted well written yeah, yeah. well scripted and that script especially is really sharp and really yeah. funny
1: great adaptation of that novel novel of uh, i don't know either one of you have read it
3: but yeah brad easton yeah good one
2: and What was I, the, the uh, less than zero and rules of attraction?
3: Rules of attraction. That was a hard one. I haven't. Right? Yeah, that was a hard one to, I watch, I yeah, hard one to watch. I never
1: saw less than zero, even though it does have the Danzig song on it. So I'm very familiar. You with the have to track. see less than zero. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah,
3: Robert Downey Jr. is really, really good in
2: it. <laughs> it's and not, You know what's happening is real. It's not faithful
3: too. to the book because right. if they were, it would be about the studio heads' kids. So that's not going to happen but it's mm-hmm, a it's mm-hmm. a good uh, it's a good
2: movie but yeah so American Psycho uh, I don't really know what else to say about it other than
1: another classic great job another right. classic too that people just quote you know that yeah. there's memes and screenshots of Patrick Bateman it's you know
3: it's always the card scene. There's so many people who've done things with the card scene, like it's either like Pokemon cards was one of them, (laughs) it was just, that scene, that has staying, like stood the testament of time. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. just a great, also really great ensemble on that
1: movie. Oh yeah. Reese Witherspoon, I think, especially does a really good job in her little bit role. She's
3: really good in that, Mm -hmm. I love that bit. Admit when it, they're at the restaurant, and it's just so fucking awful to her. Uh-huh. Just you, awful. And see,
2: that's the part, like, like when I was thinking about these female directors say I'm thinking about, like, American Psycho, and I'm going, like, that must be, like, really hard to, to film, like, these scenes of, like, really, like, transgressive violence mm-hmm. towards women, and you're a woman. Wouldn't that be, like, hard to, like, film those like really like bloody and nasty scenes no no okay (laughs) no you're like no no
3: immediately shot that down
2: okay
1: (laughs) because Um, it's like you know it's hard for a man because men don't want to see themselves in that way
3: right okay okay I i don't think if i think that kind of introspection is is you know there's some directors who could do that but i think with american psycho it's better that it's directed by a woman First oh, so time. do I. Yeah, yeah. I think there's just it's you know, you don't want to get like there's some guys I know who like eh, you know maybe we don't have like him naked with a chainsaw, screaming.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing about it too is he's he's kind of sexualized and he's his body is on display in a lot in it a lot in that movie and I don't know mm. if a man would have done that because that's another thing is
3: right right yeah we wouldn't have you seen might, him hung you might dong see that yeah. Hang dong, hung dong <laughs> Put that
1: thing away Put it away Where are you going with that thing? <laughs> <laughs> There's some guys with
3: like a spritzer like, we don't want to make the guys feel bad
1: about themselves he That's looks fair t- He looks too good <laughs> He looks too good
3: Yeah I think movies need movies need more schlubs Or, or like
1: a Or I could see like a toxic man who, make, who would make the movie Would maybe like sympathize with a Patrick Bateman But we don't yeah. get that in that movie at all And you know when you read the novel I don't think you're supposed to get that
3: no, it's it's pretty horrifying to like read what he's describing, and then I'll yes. start like reviewing a CD.
1: Yeah, it is. It's like just <laughs> dis- it's disturbing, in a way that is, really I think was really difficult to like convey on screen. But yeah. but it was done well
3: because there's also there's <clears throat> a disturbing nature of it, but it's also kind of hilarious right. that like he's murdering someone with an axe. And he's talking about Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. And he's talking about, like, sound quality. Yeah. As you're killing somebody. Yeah.
1: It's just so mundane to it's him and so normal. It's so casual and, and yeah.
3: normal. Like, he says, I work in murders and executions. with like the same, <laughs> the same yeah. way someone mm-hmm. just introduces themselves I at a bar. St- yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: All right. Off American Psycho, that's Mara. One my,
1: that's one of my favorites. Yeah, Me
2: too. Me too.
1: Uh, okay, I'm gonna bring it up into this decade, and I'm gonna go with uh, the Love Witch, which is yes. directed, written, edited, produced, pr- uh, production design, costume design, composed music composed, all by the same woman named Anna Biller, and that movie is a work of art. Uh, she painstakingly. Did all of those things that I mentioned, and the aesthetic of it is just beautiful. It, it's unique. It, it it has like this really weird, other timely vibe where mm. it's kind of like retro vintage, but I think it t- I think it takes place in present day. It's
2: I think it does too. Yeah, it's, it's so it's weird, so blurred. Yeah. It has that fog over it, kind of like what they used to do to like. Uh, me civil shepherd oh. in moonlighting whenever yeah. she'd be on screen mm-hmm. they'd put this like kind of haze yeah. all around the board yeah. of the screen it's to that make kind it
3: of, yeah well it's also that kind of like it's looks like they shot it on 16 millimeter
2: yeah
1: it's, it's dreamy it's grainy looking that yeah. look um i did get like a little like weird towards the end where i was like i don't know what's going on i'm getting a little bored. And then it ended and like then I was like I don't care because it was just like such a delight. Like the whole thing coming over me. It was just so good. So if you haven't seen that, see that one.
2: Yeah. You know Kyle loves that movie. I really liked The Love Witch yeah. too. That was fun. It's
1: really unique. Really unique movie. It's like you don't really I can't even I, I want to compare it to an, like a like a 70s horror movie, but it it wasn't really like that. It was its own thing.
2: Yeah, it's like weird. Like when I when I was watching it, I kind of thought like, kind of has like that I Dream of Genie, like texture or feel to yeah. it yeah. with some of like the dialogue and stuff, but it really wasn't. Yeah. But does that make sense?
1: It does, because it was kind of like it reminds you of something, but then you're like, what does this remind me of? It's
3: It's, it's got a like a kind of camp quality. Yeah. 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 Very, it yeah. is
1: very campy.
3: Which is yeah, I love
1: that. Yeah, that movie was like. Like I, when I saw that, I was I I wanted to like meet that girl because I was like, wow, I feel like this is kind of like a movie I would make. I, was, I loved it.
2: I could see you making that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up with you, Liam?
3: Okay, so this <laughs> one this one's from 2016. Um, it's a French movie. It's called Raw. It's directed by oh, Julia Ducournau. Uh. Butchering her butchering her name. I don't speak French. I'm sorry.
2: French fries. Who
3: cares? French fries. Whatever dresses. her name is, she made a fucking awesome movie. And it's it's the premise is it's this girl. She's a, a sworn vegetarian, doesn't eat meat, doesn't do all this, and through this like hazing type ritual at her like college. Yeah, her sorority. Like yeah, it's like a sorority. Um, she acquires a taste for human meat. Ooh. And it's very colorful. It's very just insane it's a great central performance i don't i'm, gonna, I'm on Letterbox right now i'm gonna find out what this girl's <laughs> name is but yeah Garen's this Mariller. yeah great actress um have never seen her in anything else and this is like her this is uh the first movie of this woman who made raw and it what a way to debut um it's just astonishingly well shot, like the color palette in this movie. I've seen this like maybe three times, and it's just a trip to watch
2: every time. Yeah, Andrew brought me the imported yeah. disc of it. Do you have a copy of it?
3: Do I have it. I bought it on digital.
2: Okay. I, a
3: friend recommended, like, I rented it, and then I was like, oh, you know, this is really cool, and I bought it.
1: I got to see this.
2: I have the disc. You can borrow it tonight. Thank you. Remind me to... uh to give it to you
1: I just I just love cannibalism
3: And
2: she's like She's at veterinarian
3: school Which is like Another part of it That's very Oh very, yeah yeah, that's,
1: yeah. Right, that's creepy Yeah
2: it yeah. is It's really This movie is creepy as shit <laughs>
3: it's, it's stuck with me I've see I saw this like Two years ago And I, I Think about it
2: often
1: I've watched like A bunch of really bad movies This year so far So I need yeah. to I need to turn it around And watch a good one
2: I watched um What did I watch The other night Oh That remake of Rabid by the bad? Soska sisters, was it bad? Well, okay, I root for them. okay. So cool. since since we're talking about female directors and we're talking I, about I best like ones, those too. I will say I like the Soska sisters. I loved American Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, when that movie came out, I interviewed them mm-hmm. for American Mary, and I also interviewed Catherine Isabel, who is just one of the sweetest girls ever. Like, just totally cool. She was kind of coming up like previous to doing the Hannibal series and stuff. Just. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Soska sisters, same thing. Now, American Mary, you've seen that. I haven't, no. no. Okay, I'll have to loan you that, too. Um, Really cool, like, body modification type horror. Mm -hmm. Like, she's a medical student, blah, 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 blah. And then she was attacked, and she goes after her victims. Much like, like, an I spit on your grave kind of theme. Mm -hmm. But she, like, tortures her victims via, like, body modification. Um the movie has a lot of problems towards the end, like they ran out of steam, like they just couldn't finish it right. The rabid remake that they did is similar. Mm-hmm. Really good at the beginning. Um, Laura Vandervoort plays the main character. Yeah. Her face gets all mangled. The It's really the visuals, like the makeup mm-hmm. is amazing. And the movie just kind of treads along, and then, like, they have, like, a couple like, really good actors, but then mostly really bad actors. And it kind of sucks, because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, these people are, like, wow, acting's great. And then you get the terrible acting from mm-hmm. the other people. Yeah. And it doesn't really balance out that well. Like, the dynamic is flawed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as it gets to the end, you can see, like, uh-oh, budget's starting to run out. Mm-hmm. And it just, it doesn't finish on a high note.
1: Yeah. But,
2: I like them because I think they have a really good idea of what horror should be. Mm -hmm. I just don't think they've really been given like the really like right project yet.
0: Yeah.
2: Where like here's $50 million. Go make a great movie. Mm -hmm. Everything feels very limited by the money they're given. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: So. But yes, I like them too. I've had, you know, quite a few communications with them over the years. And they've always been really nice. I was, so
1: I love Elevator. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was good. That was a short though, wasn't it?
1: No, it was their it was their show. That oh, that's the, right. That's yeah. right. It was on. I think it was on the Game Show Network or Sci-Fi. I can't remember. But they it was like a haunted house show, but they controlled everything and it was cool.
2: Yeah, they've got a lot of character.
1: Yeah, they're cool.
2: Yeah. Okay. So back to me. This is a heavy one. I keep going for these really, really heavy ones. Um, but "Boys Don't Cry" by oh, yeah. Kimberly Pierce—that's a gut punch. Yeah. Of a movie, like the acting in that movie is perfect. Everything about that movie, you're kind of just taken there, and I think she really, really delivered on this one. Yeah.
3: That's one I've only seen once, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm fine never watching it again. Same. It's not because it's bad; it's rough. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing just, ugh. yeah.
2: I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Just because I'm actually a big fan of Hillary Swank.
3: Yeah, and she was great. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And it's kind of sad too because her career kind of fizzled out.
3: She's yeah. on the up and up though. Yeah. Is, she? Got, Is she? She's got the hunt like, coming out.
1: Okay.
2: Oh, is she in the hunt? Yeah,
3: she's. Um, apparently she's the bad guy. You
2: know? Oh, really? Yeah.
3: It looks. It looks. Looks very fun, but with Boys Don't Cry, I I think she's really good. And Chloe, I cannot pronounce her name. Savenny? Savenny. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's terrific. She's, in oh, too.
1: she's like, um, like weird how great of an actress she is. Yeah. She can just She can do, do anything. anything. Yeah. 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 And you just believe it. Even though you know who she is, it's just, yeah, she's great.
2: Well, it's funny because her career kind of took a hit because of the brown bunny.
3: I have not seen it. Don't. I don't know. <laughs> don't. I, I saw the one Vince Gallo movie, and like I saw Buffalo 66. That's all
1: you need. Yeah. And
3: now it's okay. <laughs> but he comes off as such a fucking asshole oh, in like is, every interview.
2: He's, he is, the characters he portrays on screen, that's like who he is. Yeah. If there
3: was like a guy, a director who would invent a machine to suck his own dick, it would be Vince Gallo. Well, he yeah. ma-
1: wrote a movie just so yeah. that some someone would, would suck, suck his, his own dick. dick. And <laughs> and and that and it's really no,
2: sad it's, because it's, a, it's an art movie. Yeah. They uh-huh. <laughs> You know, they were a couple at the time. Yeah. And she sucks him off in this movie. And like, that's all and, and you put talks this about. and that's all anybody talk about. Not about the movie, just not about the scene. And I'm just like, OK, so she sucked his dick like big deal. Oh, yeah. and, and, and they filmed it. Oh, big deal. But like that hurt her career for five or six years. A lot right. of people are yeah. like, oh, we won't work with her because of that you won't work with her because she performed oral sex on somebody that mm-hmm. she was engaged to at the time. And they filmed it. Like, I think most people at some point have filmed themselves sucking yeah. dick.
3: No, hand. not me. <laughs> I ain't about that life, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. Like no, this is I a
1: common
2: occurrence in,
3: it's just funny. And an, know, it was industry. a bad
1: movie though. Yeah. It, it was a, a bad movie. It is yes. a
3: fuck. It, it looks fucking <laughs> awful. There, I heard something there was like a 15 minute scene of him driving
1: there's the whole movie is him driving oh. and then he goes to a hotel and he gets sucked off yeah. and then he goes and starts driving again that's you know, the movie I don't wanna,
3: <laughs> I, like why I got so much like like so many things I haven't seen
1: yeah watch something else I'm fine
3: with never never watching that man he also just looks gross
1: I think he's <laughs> basically
3: been aesthetically I know that's very mean and very shallow but he looks and gross the
1: the blow scene is is very unerotic too and I don't think it's supposed to be it, it's yeah. like you know I there's like something to be said about it where it's kind of like oh you know it's whatever we're talking too much about this
2: movie yeah <laughs> it, it's like
1: if you want to look at it as like art you can like you can talk about it and be like it, it it was shot this way because this is the tense their relationship was tense and whatever I, but yeah just just watch something else instead just, yeah.
2: yeah why waste your time and if you want to watch oral sex there's like red tube and Dude, x there's An x Answer video and, yeah porn Hub.
1: there's there's a better blowjob scene in pink oh. flamingos
2: <laughs> yeah uh, i would agree with you on that <laughs> yeah yes so anyways back to boys don't cry man very a, hard watch what a weird sidetrack anyway. yeah. yeah i know
3: it's just because this movie's depressing yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it bumps. Our me brains out. were like immediately yeah. finding out. It was like my like I saw it and I was like I cried. It I was, did so, too. I was yeah. so rough to watch.
1: I know. I was like, why did I do that?
3: I was like, why did I watch this? I was having like a good day and I watched it, and then I just ruined the rest of my day. Which is a sign of how how strong a movie it is, and it and wonderfully directed and wonderfully acted, but like it hurt. Mm-hmm. It felt
2: real. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry. Okay. Moving on. Moving on.
1: All right. I got a few of my lessons. I don't know what to pick here next because I don't think we're going to get to them all. But, um, okay, I'm going to go with Persepolis. And that oh. is directed by, and I hope I don't ruin this woman's name, Marjane Setrappi And it is based on an uh, autobiographical graphic novel that she wrote and illustrated too. So the movie is animated movie, the same exact like art style and everything. And it's very, very true to the comic itself. It tells her story of living in Iran in the 80s as a teen and the the environment there, how it was. And she, what I remember very specifically is that she's like a metalhead and it's very not, it's like illegal and she gets an Iron Maiden tape and it's, it's. It's a, it's like cute but like upsetting, and it, it's.
3: It's one of those kind of like adult animated movies that I've seen that's really like just. It wasn't adult for the sake of like oh they said fuck, or yeah. oh it was just cartoons being gross. It was like real and heady and progressive and interesting.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. It. It's. It's a good like look, I guess, into, um, another, type of. Of living, I guess. Yeah. Something that, you know, as an American, I'm not used to, you know.
2: Mm. <clears throat> it got quiet. Yeah. And that's all
1: I have to say it's, about that. Oh, okay. That. That's, <laughs> that's, that's that. That's all I have <laughs> to say about that. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you know, that's a great transition because um, this is a recent one I saw, and you'll understand why it's a great transition. Uh, because the next movie I'm, I'm recommending is called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, it's the new movie. It's Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, and it's directed by this woman, Mariel Heller, and it's a really, really deeply moving movie. Um, it's not what you would think a, a Mr. Rogers biopic would be because it's not really about him. Right, it's right. It's about this journalist who's interviewing Mr. Rogers, and he's kind of a cynic. He, he like... He's like, oh, this is bullshit. You know, this guy doesn't fucking know anything. He has like a strained relationship with his dad. And he meets uh, Mr. Rogers and his life has changed. And it's just amazing. Um, It's well acted. It's really well directed. It's very empathetic and very genuine. Um, A lot of these biopics we've talked in the past about how they like feel kind of heightened kind of like this is the moment that changed everything and you get to see his entire life. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's just a moment in time between two people. And like the conflict is is he going to get over his issues? And you know, learn to not be so cynical and to not ruin Mr. Rogers for his like wife and new kid who love Mr. Rogers. And it's a it's a true story, it's an interesting story. And it was uh, it was shut out. I felt you know having seen this movie, I wish it got more attention because uh, it was really because it good. really didn't
2: get that much attention. I think I think the problem was that the documentary came out, yeah, and then the the drama came out like within like a year and a half period of each mm-hmm. other, yeah. And I think that people got confused by that, yeah. And I think it was like too much Mister Rogers all at one time, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like if they had waited a year or two mm-hmm. to do the movie. Yeah. It might have done better. Yeah. And I was actually shocked when we were watching the Oscars over Andrea's house. I was shocked when I was like, Tom Hanks, best supporting actor. I was like, what's up with that? Like, I thought he was the main character. And everybody that's seen it was like, no, mm-hmm. he's not the main character. No. Like, he's actually a side character. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. It's an I interesting, had no idea.
3: It's a really interesting take on that material. And it, and it's uh, I highly recommend it.
2: I got to see it. Yeah. I'll have to. Um, I'm gonna try to see it this weekend, maybe. Yeah. If I get some extra time. Okay. So this is gonna be a lesser known one. It's a movie I've mentioned on here. Actually, probably like on one of the last few shows that we did. Um, there's a movie that came out in 2016. It's called American Honey.
3: That was okay. I watched it because of you. Now it was on yeah. My list.
2: Yeah. It's directed by Andrea Arnold, who I believe. She hasn't done many films, but she did a few shows for HBO, I think.
3: Yeah, she got fired from Big Little Lies, apparently.
2: Right, right. Yeah, she did Big Little Lies. Um, She's got like 13 directorial credits, but this movie that she did, American Honey, is basically about people selling magazines door to door, and it's about a girl that kind of gets sucked up into this life, and she's kind of in love with Shia who, to me, this was his, like, okay, by Transformers, and now I'm doing yeah. whatever the hell I want role. Very artsy film. It's, like, two hours and 45 minutes long, too. Yeah. It's really, really long, and it's shot in a bizarre ratio as well. Yeah. It's, like, 4-3 or, or something, right? It's,
3: yeah, it's 4 by 3.
2: Yeah. So, very, very cool film, though.
3: Yeah. I it, love the moment when they're in the, the Kmart or whatever, and they're dancing to that Rihanna song.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
3: That was just, yeah. It's interesting she captures kind of uh, real things. Okay,
2: so after this movie, after American Honey, she did I Love Dick. She did several episodes of Transparent, and then she did, like, seven episodes of Big Little Lies. Yeah. So she's, like, kind of transferred over yeah. more to TV. But American Honey is just a very unique, very eccentric film yeah. like it's not going to stick for everybody um but I remember when I first met Kyle that writes for the site he mentioned this and I was like I got to check that out and I was instantly sucked in in again it's really long it's almost 3 hours and you're yeah. going to think oh this is going to get long but so much transpires in that runtime I really suggest seeing the movie if you've never seen it before, but also I think this is one of those directors we're going to have to like watch out for cuz I think yeah. she's going to do something really really great. So, yeah. <laughs> Apollo, it's <laughs> like, shut up. Tell me about movies about beagles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do two more. Want to do two more? Sure. All right. Mara, you're it. up. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh <laughs> Dance, girl, dance. Directed by Dorothy Arzner. That one is from I don't remember what year that is. That's from the forties though, and it's starring Maureen O'Hara and Lucille Ball, and they're both they're both burlesque dancers. They they lose their job. I think the place closes, and it's kind and they're kind of both at the same. They're they're both trying to I guess become dancers. Maureen O'Hara is trying to become like a uh, Uh, ballet dancer respectable ballet dancer and lucille ball goes the way of like burlesque and um so they're both doing that and then they're both like kind of after the same guy but like not really and um it's just a really unique story and it's unique i think at the time because it's told kind of like from the woman's point of view and they're not really a hundred percent uh um like involved in like trying to get the guy like he's there and they like him and he's kind of going between the two of them but they're more concerned about their both of their like standings in life and how they're gonna make it on their own with him or without him and um dorothy arzner made other movies around that time too she was kind of the big woman woman director at the time she-
2: Sounds, like, very empowering for the time that it was released. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And there's even, like, this really cool scene where uh, Marina O'Hara does, like, um like a kind of, like, a speech where she's on stage at this burles- burlesque show, and she, like, kind of puts her foot down and kind of gives, like, a feminist uh, speech about, like, you guys are, like, sitting here looking at all these girls dancing so you can, like, pretend you're the stronger sex and, like, go home and, like, pretty much be shitty to your daughters and wives but you're going to wow. feel, like, Damn. good about yourself tonight because you're watching some lady yeah. dance. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, it, it was pretty powerful to see, like, in those days, like, that, you know, that Shift. aggression, I guess, yeah. you know? Yeah, it was. It was a cool movie. Real That's cool where movie. I've
2: never even heard of this. Yeah, it yeah. sounds awesome. And, like, I'm a big fan of Lucille Ball.
1: Oh, and she does a great – she is so charming in it, too, because she plays – it's not a comedic role at all, but she still has, like, her, like, comedy charm in it. And, like, she's herself. It's it's, it's a really cool movie.
2: I actually had an argument with somebody um, a few weeks ago about Lucy. Because I told somebody how hot I thought Lucille Ball was. I'm like, yeah. she was, like, gorgeous. I go, oh, she was not. A pretty woman, blah blah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, I showed them a picture of her when she was like mm-hmm. 25, mm-hmm. and they're like, still like, oh no no no. I'm like, oh come on. Yeah.
1: She <laughs> did get a lot of sh- shit though. Back in the day, they said that she wasn't photogenic. She couldn't get roles. She wanted to be an actress so bad, and they just kept saying, no, you're not pretty enough. Essentially, and she started just kind of being silly, and she was get she would get attention that way, and everyone realized she was fucking hilarious yeah. so and it sounds like amazing... though she almost
2: shifted from doing dramatic stuff to more comedy though
1: yeah because that or... was what suited her it yeah. was like it, it was a weird thing where people didn't think she was that cute so they didn't really want to put her in like the typical roles that women would get in those days and so that was working against her but if she would just she was just being herself it was getting her attention
2: it's so funny how things have changed because now. It would be like, oh, she's so funny. Let's put her in a really dark, demeaning, dramatic role. Let's just see. Yeah, let's see how she does with this. And she would kill it.
1: Oh, yeah. I think she would. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I got to check this one out. Yeah. All right, Liam, you get the last one tonight. Oh, man.
3: This is tough. So I'm going to (laughs) go with a favorite of mine. Um, I've seen two of her movies, and it's Jennifer Kent. I saw... Uh, the Babadook, and I yeah. saw The Nightingale. Oh, yes, oh, that was on my list. Of Babadook. The, the Babadook. The Babadook is, I think, one of the best horror movies about trauma. Yeah, oh fuck yes, it's really it's, it's very like, you know, I know there are people who have issues with it. I respectfully disagree. I think it's just, Sane. it's just wonderfully written. It's a really, really great performance from um, an actress. I cannot remember her name. But she's incredible in mm-hmm,
1: it. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the kid is perfectly, the perfect amount of annoying.
1: Yes. Um, yeah,
3: annoying. To the real. point
2: of grading. Like, I'm which, gonna, is, which is, like, people were like, what people supposed were to be?" using
3: yeah. that against the movie. I said, no, because you're supposed to be overwhelmed. It you're supposed to be. S.E. Davis. S.E. Davis, who's incredible in that movie. Um, and I think about, like, I love the final shot in that. I love just the story, the way it's, like, framed she kind of does a lot of very tight Mm close-ups and it's just very uncomfortable like the moment i think of uh she yells at the kid in the car she's like screaming like why can't you be normal it's just Mm -hmm. like building and building and building and it feels not even, like, acting like you're watching this poor woman have a breakdown. Yeah. And when she's mm-hmm. saying that
2: to him, why can't you be Norma? I'm looking at her going, because of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the your kinda, fault.
3: It's the generational kind of mm-hmm. trauma that appeals to that. Like, that's part of why that movie works.
2: Well, and see, like, I figure this shit out as a parent, because sometimes I'll be like, why is my daughter acting like that? And I'll be like, oh, wait a second. She's acting just like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens. You know, our behaviors rub off. Yep. That poor kid in that movie. Dude. Yeah, man. Yeah.
3: It's, it's fuck, it's an endurance thing. That kid was really good. Like, people were saying he's bad. No, he was really good. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was the pitch perfect note for that movie. Uh, Nightingale, her follow-up, oh. which is underseen, which I think a um. lot, of, I think a, the distributor of that movie, of Nightingale, did it a disservice, because it could have been as big as Babadook is a oh, it is a brutal nasty movie. It is very much, you know, we talk about movies you watch once. That that one is like a gut punch. Uh it's yeah. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, cuz it's like what, eight, yeah,
3: 1825.
2: 1825 in the
3: Australian outback and it's uh, just about a young girl just like attacked and just demeaned, abused. It's it's bloody it's rough rough filmmaking but it's it's great. And I think Jennifer Kent has a real um future.
2: Absolutely. She
3: needs to make more stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, cuz really two movies in like 5 or 6 years.
3: It's like, you know, it's not as bad as the gap for Patty Jenkins where it was like she made Monster in 2003 right. and then didn't make anything until Wonder Woman in 2017.
1: Wow.
2: Oh, yeah, that was the one that we never mentioned. Yeah. I did want to mention Patty Jenkins. I did,
1: too. Yeah. Forgot she did... Wow, I completely forgot that she did Wonder Woman. I was, like, thinking about Monster, and I was like, what else did she do? But, yeah. Yeah.
3: And for, like, years, they didn't know what to do with her. She was going to do Thor 2. And it's it's kind of sad that there are these, like, really, really great women directors who, like, they have one amazing movie. Right, And it's like a sad story. Well, what happened next? Oh, you know, like a TV show or like a direct-to-DVD thing. Right. Like we talked about Mary Heron. Did you know she had a new movie in 2019?
2: No, I had no clue.
3: Yeah. It was a Charles Manson movie.
1: Wow.
2: Oh, that's right. Charlie Says.
1: I didn't know about that. Nobody knew about
2: it. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. I heard of the movie. Yeah. But had no idea she did it.
3: That's just a bummer. It's a bummer. Like, you make something as distinct as, like, American Psycho or the Babadook, you think they'd be, like, throwing the kitchen sink at you. Yeah. I I know.
2: But, yeah, Patty Jenkins, like, you go from that to Wonder Woman, and it's like, oh, like, now you have, like, a female director directing a woman in a movie that's totally about female empowerment. And, like, to me, like, Wonder Woman, like, sorry, DC, like... That and like Shazam, like those. Those were the, those were the ones. These that These have been it. like the standouts, mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman. Like I'm comfortable when that movie came out. My girls were a little bit younger, and there was nothing in that movie that I felt awkward showing them. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. that's really cool because in a lot of this even superhero stuff, there's
3: it's very male gazey. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And like I was like, oh no, this is like what you wanna see. Mm-hmm. Like we watched mm-hmm. it on like Christmas or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And they all loved it. So
3: Yeah, it's just it's just a bummer. People, you gotta hire more people. You know, there are these hacks who get like Sundance out of Sundance, who get like Spider Man yeah. or Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Right. And, right. like these women who make incredible, incredible movies. Get nothing. You gotta do better.
2: Or, like, even, like, Jen Wexler, who did The Ranger, that we yeah. saw at South by Southwest. Like, the move, that, that was, like, her first feature film. It wasn't great, but it was kind of like an 80s throwback. Like, I want more of that, you know? They need to, like, spread the wealth and not always be dudes. Doing.
1: Yeah. The first narrative film ever di- shot was directed by a woman. What was it? It was called... Um I wrote it here and it's it's French. La Fia uh, Chau. I don't I probably butchered that, but uh, okay. translated. It's, right. it's the Cabbage Fairy. Okay. From eighteen ninety six. Um, the director is Alice Guy Blash Blash. And she did other things too she was probably like the only female film director for a really long time but she started working for the Ga- Gaumont company yeah. okay. the camera company and she was a secretary for the and, <laughs> Gaumont, and she just learned everything about the business she knew more about <clears throat> the camera than anyone else so she shot the she directed the first narrative
2: that's pretty sweet
1: that's awesome it's lost now. You can't see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Pretty cool. So it's it's just weird to me that it's like there we are, the first narrative ever shot is directed by a woman. Yet here we are, a hundred and
2: forty years, however later. many years later, yeah, yeah. and we're
1: like, oh, lady filmmaker! <laughs>
3: by,
1: golly, by golly, ladies
3: can't make picture shows. <laughs> 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 This uh, Wonder Woman, it'll never last. In this <laughs> picture, out of <the> business. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We've always
1: been there. We've always been in there making movies. So it's you know, it's it's odd. It's that been that not even
3: just directing, editing too.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's like I think the more like stereotypical women. Yeah, job is the editing.
3: Well, I mean the great uh, Thelma Shoemaker, Marty Scorsese's editor.
1: Or um, what, what's her name? Who is it? The same one who does for Quentin Tarantino, or who did? Uh, she Sally passed Minke. away. Yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah. Well, and let's piss off all the fanboys. One of the most powerful people in Hollywood right now
3: Kathleen is a woman, Kennedy.
2: Kathleen Kennedy. Like, and literally, mm-hmm. people give her so much shit about. Oh, you know, she took over and blah blah blah, and she's ruining Star Wars. Hey, you know what? Why don't we stop for a second and talk about how the fact. She worked with George Lucas from like the '80s on. Yeah, she well, was like always there for Indiana Jones, for Star Wars. Well, you can look at her all filmography, of those movies. Look
3: at the stuff she produced. She made, she produced in the span of like twenty to thirty years. Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Indiana Jones, uh, fucking
2: everything, 80,
3: dude. Et every Spielberg, every one of those yeah. fucking movies. A Woman was there. And she would call Spielberg out on his bullshit. There's stories about this mm-hmm. where she busts his chops.
1: Rightfully so. Is she the one who stopped them from making a... a yes. What's her name? Like 13 in Indiana Jones?
2: Yep. I think she's also <laughs> the one that like put the kibosh on the E.T. sequel.
3: For good reason. For good reason. That would have been mm-hmm. fucking horrifying.
2: I didn't need an ET horror movie.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> the first one was horrific enough for me
1: as <laughs> a child. Oh my god,
2: it's freaky.
0: Yeah,
3: They're like let's do a sequel to uh, Jurassic Park, but it's a musical comedy. That yeah. would work better. Maybe. Well, it'd be better than <laughs> Dancing Fallen, Tyrannosaurus. Be better than Fallen Kingdom. Hello, my baby. baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Bring back Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, we got a musical and we got a stew cooking.
2: Yes. All right, we're going to cut and run a little bit early tonight because I think we're all running out of steam. Yep. Because we're building the muscles back up. It's yeah. got yeah, to, got a yeah. Got a Got a kick. <laughs> got a stretch, oh, and wow. I kick.
3: <laughs> that just jumped. Do you Did remember you? that?
2: <laughs> From SNL? Yes,
3: I do. It just peaked. <laughs> I'm just, 50 years old. It just peaked on the thing. I know. It just shot up. So right when you did the kick, yeah. it just went whoosh. Yeah. It <laughs>
2: sh- spiked. I'm a bastard. That was beautiful. All right, we'll be back next week with something. Not sure what yet. Yeah. It'll be good, though. It'll be better than hanging out with you all night. And it's late. It's yeah. night. And <laughs> the feeling's fight. Oh,
3: we're right. night. Good night everyone Good Good night. Night. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com And find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes